Greetings is co-hosted and co-produced by Bobby O'Rourke and Dan Conroy. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at GreetingsPod or on Twitter at GreetingsCast for weekly updates, photos, and to see what card we're talking about that week. A sensual and romantic greetings to you from the people here at Greetings, the Greeting Card Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Bobby O'Rourke. And I'm the other host, Dan Conroy. Wow, you sound so smoky. Have you uh, had a lot of menthol cigarettes recently? I've been smoking mostly Newports this month, Bobby, just because I'm preparing for the savory, sultry sounds of our Valentine's Day season. And also Uh, because I hear it's great for making that raspy voice that's loaded with phlegm. My lungs are mad at me. I was told you always had to chew on and swallow eggshells like Tallulah Bankhead did, and she lived to the ripe old age of 28. Maybe I've heard that not for your voice, but for when you're pregnant and you need the calcium like they grind it into. I've okay. let's talk the most sexiest thing we can talk about on Greetings to Greeting Card podcast. What do you do with your eggshells once you make eggs? I've heard that it's good to put in your grinds, your coffee grinds when you are brewing coffee because it takes out the acidity in the coffee. Never done that before. Never had the need to. Sorry, go ahead. I was not going to say anything. I My mouth was agape because my French press doesn't work very well. And so I was just imagining trying to grind <laughs> up eggshells, but then finding eggshells in my coffee because the filter <laughs> isn't very good. You got you to gotta press down the whole eggshell like inside. So you got like your amazing Sumatran blend. Then you've got just pure egg. And then you just hear the just kind of crunching as you go down and then your wife is like bobby again not again no i want regular you know what i'm having a tea i mean and then she just goes back into the bedroom the thing does not clean well i'll tell you that much it is not easy to clean a french press is very hard to clean guys i'm also of the french press team bobby and i have our swords aligned and our shields in order and we are pro french press and uh they're very hard to clean There's a lot of nooks and crannies, but it offers a fantastic brew. That's some real mud you're drinking. So I've heard that it's good for coffee, these eggshells, and also that it was suggested for pregnant women to consume them at a different time because it ups your calcium level. Have you ever heard this, Bobby? No. My literature on being pregnant and a woman, I have to say, (laughs) is a little substandard in my shelf right now. It's a real blind spot for you as a scholar and intellectual. I'm trying. You know, I can only improve. I think what the last couple of years have taught us is I'm trying to improve and learn more about what it would be like to be a pregnant woman. Maybe 2023, because I think I might have said in the last podcast or one before then that I'm not very big on making a formal resolution just because it's not my bag. I like Mm -hmm. to not get, I don't like to lie to myself if I'm going to lie to anybody, but I'm thinking maybe we can have a soft resolution of you and I should just learn what it's like to be pregnant. Let's figure it out. Let's get into it. That comedy must have been made between 1988 and 1999, right? That that surely that movie exists somewhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, if if it doesn't come up in I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, I don't know where it's coming up. So I feel like that's that old beaten, tired horse has got to be around somewhere. <laughs> but you're saying to go back to what you're saying earlier that eggshells also are great for getting a raspy voice i don't know if this is apocryphal or if it's some sort of hollywood myth but the rumor was that Cholula Bankhead to get a sort of raspy smoky sexy voice would grind up eggshells and basically dissolve them in water to some extent and drink it so basically she was scratching her throat on the way down as she swallowed i have no idea if this is true but it sounds true and this is the podcast where i don't want to call us distributing fake facts but they're 
they're fact adjacent, I think is the way that I'd want to put it. With their rich and naturally natural and artificially flavored factanoids, which Yeah, we're, we we're like... not allowed to say organic facts. Technically, USDA rules prevent us from saying organic facts, but naturally flavored we can say. Oh, we are not organic. If you have seen what Bobby and I have done on this farm, it is. We are using chemicals they have not used since at least the Spanish-American War. You know that stuff that Jack Nicholson falls into when he's playing the Joker in the Batman? That's what we fertilize with. It's that sort of green goop. Just big smoky green goop. <laughs> Just whatever. It looks like we melted down the mask character and put it into whatever it is we are serving to you guys. Somebody stop us. Hey, call me QNP. That's the I, second um, time. Is that the theme running through our Valentine's Day is we will bring up the mask in every every episode of the Valentine's Day podcast? It's probably... So it might be... At least the most romantic song in the mask, because I can't think of any other song that's that romantic. But is it one of the more romantic songs of if you consider yourself like a millennial, that 90s kid? And I want to tread very lightly here because I don't want to open too many Pandora's boxes into like 90s nostalgia. But if I mean, and first of all, before I go even any further, the mask was a 90s movie, right? 94? In the big year for Jim Carrey, I think it was 94. That was the year, if I remember correctly. Ace Ventura, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber all came out that That's, year. It was a yes. banner year. Yeah, that was his. That was his golden year. That was his. That was his triple crown. He got the Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont. But I like to think that the Kentucky Derby was the mask out of the three of those. But Q and Pete is a gorgeous song. I believe made popular way back in the day by Desi Arnaz, where it in fact is about a man who calls himself Cuban Pete, and he shakes the maracas and goes boom chicky boom boom chicky boom. And yeah, that's just, I mean, if that's not what sex or love is, then I, again, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's Valentine's Day. We're feeling sentimental. We're feeling romantic. And to that end, I've done what I think any good partner would do, Dan, and I've stolen what you've given me and reappropriated it for my own purposes. Because if you don't mind, I would like us to revisit nationaltoday.com like we did last episode, because I wanted to see what other holidays share February 14th with Valentine's Day. Hold on. I'm going to. Can you get on the link by yourself? Or oh, I am. I'm there like okay. shareware. Excellent. That made sense. Yes, I am very excited to jump on board with nationaltoday.com again. I'm jumping on right now. Give me a moment. So I'll, I'll vamp for you while you okay. look that up in what can only be described as spotlight levels of research before this recording. I scrolled through a list and wrote down some of the holidays that I saw. And what I noticed was. They fall into basically two camps, and one is reactions to Valentine's Day on February 14th, and the other is completely nonsense, off the wall, no relation to Valentine's Day at all. And I can share with you some of my favorites from one category or the other, if you'd care to know. I would love to know which ones do you feel really give us the flavor of February 14th that we don't have to contribute to St. Valentine a saint that I don't know what they are responsible for, but there's like 500 goddamn saints, so it doesn't matter. There's probably plenty of crossover and we can get another one. So, Bobby, what makes the day better than before? Well, here are the following. And before we start, let me say, too, I thought the Catholic Church would have called it quits when they started having to double up on days because there were too many saints. But you know what? They were like, two to a room, guys. That's, that's Two to a room, guys. Come on. It's a bunk bed. You guys can share. Come on. <laughs> it's a bunk bed. And you're all sharing a bathroom. You know, I didn't know saints to be so picky about their damn living spaces. You guys are lucky you're not getting beheaded or eaten by a wild cat or something. You guys have it easy. Getting em- non-emulated. That's what it's called, right? When you get set on fire? Never mind. Keep going. That's emulated, but yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> you were close. That's fine. That's good enough for government work. So some of the holidays that are 
Valentine's Day adjacent are kind of what you spoke about in the last episode that I don't believe there are cards for, but there could be because you mentioned you and your friends and maybe your school kind of had anti-Valentine's Day. Was that an official thing or was it sort of a colloquial, this is something we do because we're too embarrassed to talk about feelings, you know, when we're 13, 14 years old? Was that or was it a recognized thing of of your area like anti-Valentine's Day is a cultural phenomenon within this location. It was 100% a colloquial phenomenon between my friends and I where we would agree amongst each other that we would go about the works of anti-Saint Valentine, which everyone knows is Saint E. Salve. And sure, pretty good. Absolutely. Why even say it? It's common knowledge. I I know it's common knowledge to do the sort of reverse work of St. Valentine in his love. And we would, you know, it's a wearing of black. It's a making of anti Valentines, which are like just black hearts. And it says thing. (laughs) Black hearts as black as coal. Our hearts were like a Charles Dickens novel. And we and and we would pretend to be Charles Dickens. We would wear top hats. We would wear, you know, bonnets on our heads. And we would say, are there no workhouses? Are there no prisons? No, but we would. It definitely was a colloquial thing. It definitely wasn't approved by anybody except for the friendship group. And I think it definitely alienated us from a lot of people. But it also felt good to do something a little bit different. And have you found a anti-Valentine's within the Valentine's? Not exactly, but I have some close cousins, kissing cousins, if you will, for Valentine's Day. They include Happy Valentine's cousins. Happy kiss. Valentine's Day to the cousins who kiss. <laughs> You're approved by greetings the greeting card podcast. Oh, that can't be taken back. Let's move on. Nope, written yep, in stone. That, that's Let's keep it. going. <laughs> so some of them make sense in a tongue-in-cheek sort of way because National Impotence Day and National Condom Week both fall on or begin. Now, I want to talk about okay. this. This feels like, well, they didn't think this ahead because it's, you know, National... You said it was National Condom Week It or says day? Condom Week, but Impotence only has a day, which I'm sure we can make a tasteless joke. Mm, well, it joke. makes a lot yeah, of sense. I was going to say it. some of us could make Can't a tasteless fool, joke yeah. about that, but some of us have taken the high road. <laughs> Some of us took some time and don't need to do that. So don't know why you're doing that, Dan. <laughs> I'm trying to look up National Impotence Day on here. Hold on. I can't find it. Like I'm on. the. Oh, there it is. What a terrible day to make. I, I did feel it was one. a little mean spirited. I guess it's an awareness sort of day. But then it, it does feel, I don't know, like there's not much to be done. It's not like a remembrance day. You know, well, why not pick a different day? I mean, why'd you have to pick the one day where like it's often associated with people sort of, you know, doing the uh, doing the backseat mamba, as it's known, um, <laughs> as it's known in some circles that I like to hang around in at certain lounges that I don't need to be, you know, shamed for. That just seems like you're putting a hat on a hat by having it specifically on that day. You couldn't have made it January 15th. And also like. A little bit unfair because now it's creating another reason why I don't like Valentine's Day is that it becomes this arms race for doing the best with that. Va- it's like it's like a problem. It is. Proposal. Yeah, it is an arms race because you are you can be sincerely involved in Valentine's Day. You can be ironically involved. And then the next level above that is like being ironic about the irony, which is sincerity. And so you just end up in this loop that I, I'm sure some writer has yeah. talked about. And I don't care to read because it's reading stupid, but <laughs> someone's talked about. Yeah. It. Reading blows. Don't read. We said it out loud. Don't even read the cards. Just look at the funny pictures and then send them to us. We'll tell you if they're bad or not. If there's a dog on it, send it forward. We love those ones. Oh yeah. It Yeah. But like irony has this way of aging, like let's call it a mid range wine. And it eventually ages into sincerity and it doesn't mean to 
but it's just irony just doesn't have a long shelf life. So it just kind of matures in that fashion. So maybe that's good that impotence day is then on there so that we can sort of see beyond like the expectations of this holiday and where people might feel both on the sexual end, but on other ways, like in gifts or like sincerity of emotions or something like that. Like it's always this, you know, race to feel like you're doing the best specifically on this day, which is the main reason why I don't like Valentine's Day. Cause it's like, Oh really? You're only going to give effort on this one day. And it's like, I don't know. Possibly the most competitive day outside of New Year's Day. I would argue New Year's Day, I think I've said this already too, has the highest distinction between fun quotient and miserable quotient. It's like you're supposed to have New a tr- Year's New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. I'm sorry, New Year's Eve. That's what I meant to say. Okay, because I was gonna say, like, there are some New Year's Days where I don't even think I wore clothes like I just wore a robe all day. Oh yeah. Like I just New, New yeah. Year's Day is like after the purge. You're you just have to just <laughs> keep going. You're just happy to be alive. You're just sitting in a bathtub that's empty. But Valentine's Day falls, I think, second place in terms of days where you are forced or coerced into having what you consider a good time, even though many times it's not really a good time to have. And I didn't mean to step on your point there, but you made a fantastic point about New Year's Eve because I agree with you 100%. I am now, as we record this post-pandemic for future generations to read, Mm. I am at that point where if I never go to a crowded bar again, I'll be a happy person. Like I like socializing with people. I like enjoying a beverage with others or going out to dinner. But the New Year's Eve crowd is so unappealing to me anymore. And there was a time even up until my late twenties where I really enjoyed that. And now the thought I stayed in this year and watched return to the King with some friends. And it was, and we had shrimp remoulade and we had champagne when it hit midnight. And then we went to bed at two and it was because we still had to watch Return of the King. Yeah, it's a very Return long King, film. It's four hours. That's a long. We and you only watched halfway done. Not only uncut, unedited. You watched the one that Peter Jackson just has in his basement too. It's about seven hours long. It was the Peter Jackson. He calls it the secret stash, and I was just like, I feel like that's a Kevin Smith thing. And then he said, Well, I look a little bit like Kevin Smith, and I was like, One could argue. Fair play. Yeah, and by t- by the time we got finished, Dick Clark's ghost wished me a merry rock and eve. Ah, oh, nice. Thanks, Dick Clark. But yeah, like there was such a. There is such a demand to make both of those days so very special. And it's so nice when you can just kind of relax and and not have to think that hard about it. So my vote would have been to make impotence day the day after maybe because that might be how you're feeling on Valentine's Day. (laughs) I feel like you were right earlier, which is it should not be even in the vicinity of Valentine's Day. It's have its own day. It's January 15th. Just go with it or, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's June 1st. Stick it on the Ides of March. Who cares? Like Caesar's dead and you can't get it up. Oh, my God. Do you think anyone was banging when they found out Caesar died? Maybe they did because they were Romans and perverts. But the point is that they probably shouldn't have because their leader had died. And that's not a good time to go to sex town. That ruined somebody's sexual development. Someone was in the midst of coitus, Roman, Latin, and a guy burst in and said, hey, that dictator's dead. And you're like, oh, man, now I'm going to think about this every <laughs> single time I get a little jug wine in me. I love the idea of like, yeah, two Romans just about to go at it. Maybe they've enjoyed a little bit of their kind of wine, which is like 5% ABV and basically just like grape pudding. <laughs> and right when they're about to and right when they're about to do the horizontal nasty, one of their uh, neighbors just barges into their latifundia and just goes, Caesar's dead. And then you just remember that every time you're about to do it again. And if you don't be careful, the Visigoths will be coming closer than you think. Did you have any other days, Bobby, that you thought were real tip top for this Valentine's? Well, on the ironic end, instead of the sincere one, they had days similar to anti-Valentine's. They had these three call in single day madly in love with me day and one more quirky alone day so 
Dan, I can read you a bit about any one of these or all of them if you if you want to if you care to know. But what are the titles strike you as just based off that? I, I f- God, I feel like my dancing card is getting full already. I feel like the most beautiful bell at the ball. Let's start from the top. What was it called? Good to be alone day or whatever the hell. There was. <laughs> There was National Call-In Single Day. That's it. Let's start with that. I'm uh, thinking of the last one. National Call-In Single Day. Color me speechless. National Call-In Single Day is how you can celebrate and dedicate February 14th to yourself. Created for singles as they are often left out and celebrate being single. Cool. Buy things for yourself and eat what you want. Oh, so this is just you get a hall pass to just be your nasty self day. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. <laughs> go go buy a bow and arrow. <laughs> find some find something that's alive and make it not alive anymore. Yeah. I'm talking about pigeons. Exactly. Get feral. Put dirt on your face. Donate twenty dollars to the IRA. It doesn't matter. Celebrate yourself day. <laughs> I just don't. I don't. Because that's like a common, that's the next common thing you get a lot in, in Valentine's memed culture is this day is for you. If you don't got a person for yourself, no reason to be afraid. Get out there, buy yourself a whole bottle of wine and some chocolates and buy some stuff off Amazon. But it's like, okay, that's nice. You know, you should have, you know, a level of self-love and self-respect. But what is calling, I'm calling my office and saying, guess what, Mr. John Berman, I'm single and I'm proud. It does make it seem like you're actually using a sick day for this, which I feel like overall will not benefit you. Like that, that doesn't seem like a good Well, you're going to have a doctor's appointment coming up. You probably don't want to waste a paid off day, a PTO day on your friggin' like, I'm going to treat me day. Are you just going to like, are you just going to go and see the new Marvel movie like in the theaters at 11 a.m.? Yeah, it's just self-care. You know, it's like, uh, just just take some time for yourself day. That's fine. I don't know if we need a day surrounding that, but maybe we do. We have a day celebrating lovers. So why couldn't we have a day celebrating people who are self-caring for each other? Well, this goes into my argument earlier, Bobby, which is that you should be celebrating your more than just one day a year obviously yeah. got to keep a certain temperance for it there's only so many times when you're allowed to have a bow and arrow in central park but the point i'm getting at is <laughs> you should be celebrating yourself at least let's let's do once a week once a week let's do something nice for yourself whether it's getting yourself a fine iced cream or maybe mailing that money to the irish republican army either way it's i think it's a waste of money but at the same time you go ahead and do it. But look, if it makes you feel like a natural woman or a natural natural man, natural whatever, based off of what Gladys Knight. No, sorry, Aretha Franklin. What Aretha Franklin was singing about. Hey, whatever it, whatever makes it work. You know, that's fine. It's fine with us. We're taking some Lauren Michaels here tonight. Um, well, I was going to ask. Wait, was that? Oh, okay. <laughs> it was calls. Aretha Franklin. Was it written by Carol King? Because I thought it was in that Carol King mu- musical. We're taking some Lauren Bacalls here tonight. Hi, how are you? And what's your? story with yeah Lauren. you guys you guys look it up because i thought it was written by carol king but 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 performed by aretha franklin makes makes sense completely yeah so okay we got that one down treat yourself more often than you should don't go totally feral the entire time but at the same time don't take paid time off for it unless maybe you're going on vacation if you're dedicating a full week to being good to yourself then we'll do it then bobby give me yeah. the next one well i know we we time runneth over and we'll we'll have to go to the card soon but the other two days quirky alone day and madly in love with me day are essentially variations on the same theme which is just simply days where you are given the excuse i suppose if you don't have a partner to just enjoy yourself and i think the quality of that and the thesis is good but there is i can't tell if it's just the fact that we have cards about valentine's day and we accept it culturally like you know how they say a religion is just a cult that's widely accepted that's like a glib sort of interpretation is quirky alone day the scientology of the days where it's like yeah 
sure, it's it's not popular, so we consider it sort of a weird day. But is it any weirder than assigning a day where you have to tell your partner or partners, hey, I appreciate you, when you should probably be doing that on most days in some form A lot more, yeah, exactly. Well, Quirky Alone Day, of course, that is established in the American lexicon of holidays. You wear blue, you give a nice gift to Lord Xenu. You try to purge yourself of all the thetans in your body. I mean, there's a lot that goes on with treating yourself. And, you know, you watch Footloose, you know, the regular things that you do. You watch Footloose. Absolutely. You get really into Kenny Loggins and and there's other stuff that people don't really listen to, like a Loggins and Messina album. Definitely get that in your discography from Spotify. You know. You have to nourish yourself. That's very important when you're treating yourself. And, you know, if you, what was the other one called? Mad About Myself? Mad Madly about in you? Love With Me Day. Madly in Love With Me Day. I thought that was Mad About You Day, celebrating the beloved early 90s and then redone sitcom Mad About You, which I have not seen and I do not have a joke for. I just know that it existed, and that's all that matters. And that's, that's Caroline that's fine. in the city. Yeah, of course. That's yeah. that's perfectly fine for what we're doing in this little podcast we have. <laughs> you know, there, I'm glad that here's here's what I'll say. I'm glad that there are holidays that have been established that celebrate the single individual, as I have celebrated some Valentine's Day single, as I believe you have as well, Babs. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing no, wrong I've, with I, that. Guys. Since I was born, I've always had a partner. I've never. You've demanded a partner <laughs> <laughs> since you were a child. You were your parents had an arranged situation where it was like, look, it's not that it has to be romantic or emotional. My, my my son cannot be alone on Valentine's Day. This I declare. So your parents have actually situated it so that by until you're the age of 95, which is amazing. I mean, once you reach 96, we're going to have to figure something out for you. But by the t- until you're 95, you'll have a partner waiting for you. That's right. I think it's nice that a holiday exists, one or multiple ones, for single people to celebrate and appreciate themselves and appreciate the time that they can celebrate themselves and get some cool stuff for yourselves. There are three of those. In Valentine's Day, and I think it's hitting it a little bit hard, I'll say. And there's not actually anything quirky about it. Like, you're alone. We're alone most of the time. And so it's cool to not necessarily Mm. have to hit it so hard because then I think it it's sort of like we were talking about where irony sort of ages like being sincerity. I feel like there's something about putting so much of a hat of a hat on it or or I'm overusing that phrase but there's so much overemphasis on the, how alone you are on Valentine's Day via the holiday and its name that now it becomes insulting all over again. It was once empowering, now you've brought it back to being insulting by overemphasizing it. Mm. It can still just be Valentine's Day and I can just enjoy myself. We don't have to even have to put a title on it. Yeah, that's that's a good way of thinking about it where again, if, if you I'm, we're not trying to judge here. We're we're a welcome tolerant tribe here at Greetings except for the following people. Um, yeah, we got a list. We going got a on. list going on. I'll do it later. That's that's for the Patreon. But and I'll decide if I'm going to judge you, lonely birds. Go ahead. Yeah, please. Because I'm yeah, one absolutely of them. do. Yeah, but it's it is almost like you can't fight fire with fire. It's like if the problem with Valentine's Day is there's too much emphasis on the relationships and the romanticism that's unattainable. The solution isn't to create anti romance and anti feeling. It's like you kind of have to bounce right. it out. So these these holidays maybe just by virtue of not being widely accepted feel a little bit. Not spiteful, but just sort of like they're going the wrong direction. The intensity is our problem. It's not the fact that people are together. It's the forced intensity of it all, I think. Yeah, all the intensities have to go down a little bit. And there has to be less of an emphasis on the people who are just doing things very differently. Because then I think it creates, going back to what you were saying before, a cult of desire or acceptance of the emotions that they are. Like, Valentine's are for these people. And quirky love day is for these people like it's like it's it's and quirky it's, love day is for of, people with curly hair or you know whatever it's yeah exactly exactly only for people with curly hair valentine's day people poker straight hair or gtfo 
and yeah, it just it feels like you all can just enjoy the day as you'd like and as you'd enjoy it. And if those days don't excite you, then please stay tuned for February 14th offers a plethora of other holidays. What you may ask, I had an answer for you, but then I got off the page. Well, such days as Frederick Douglass Day. Very important. Celebrate that. Extraterrestrial Culture Day. We don't know what those are, so you can go ahead and play God with however you like that. <laughs> International Book Giving Day. Sounds fine. I'm only going to say a few more because we're running long here. National Chance Day. What the hell does that I mean? I looked this one up because I really was intrigued. And I'll tell you, Dan, and I swear to God, it's true. It's to celebrate people who are named Chance. No, we shouldn't. It's too late. This they shouldn't get a day. There's a day specifically for that day is for people. It's for people both named Chance and or Christine. So that day, and if Boone. you're named Chance and or Christine, what's that? And Boone. That's the third name. Boone. And is there, is there a Boone? There's a National Boone Day as well on February 14th. Well, we're going to have to get our gift for our friend Christine Chance Boone. I mean, that is, that's the day for them. I can't listen to their stories anymore. I just can't. I know you saw uh, Ray Donovan four times in a row uh, in, in a theater that was showing it for some reason. The entire Showtime show Ray Donovan was playing at a movie theater. And our friend Christine Chance Boone just watched the whole thing. But I really did like the children's book that they wrote which is Christine Chance Boone's All the Ray Donovans Everywhere and Not a Drop to Drink. It's a beautiful story about a young person overcoming their loneliness with their parents, getting married again, and figuring out what it's like to live in a museum, like the mixed-up files of Miss Basil E. whatever, whatever. We read. That's the important thing. That's all that matters. We got books under our belt. You can't say we don't read. I'm getting tired of you ding-dongs telling us that we don't read books and that our references are bad. Okay? How many, you don't know us. How many books you do just, you read? You just don't know Yeah, us. you guys don't know us. You guys don't know shit. Maybe I got a lot of good references, and I can't think of them when I'm recording because I get anxiety. You ever figure that out? Leave Dan alone, ding-dongs. <laughs> Dan's having a rough day. Leave me alone, you ding-dings. I'm going to allow Dan some time to sip his house logger and to open up the card that I have provided this week. So if you would like to follow along and see the card that Dan is going to open, you can go on Greetings Pod on Instagram or follow us there or at Greetings Cast on Twitter. We would love to know if you have a card that you found interesting or want us to talk about. We really would. And Dan, while you open this up, I will just leave... The current segment with this, that the last holiday I believe mentioned on this day, February 14th, is Nest Box Week, which is the week that we celebrate people who build bird feeders <laughs> and bird houses. Those people need to be celebrated more than others. I don't feel like they get the cel- they don't get the recognition they deserve for what they've done for this country. So uh, I-, I have to celebrate them every which way I can. Thank you all for giving birds a little place to to sleep and relax. Okay, I am loading up the card now and the okay what i see before me is a large what we would call thunder lizard it is a (laughs) dinosaur to you yaomans out there who are not aware of the terminology the background of this dinosaur is sort of a pea green you'd say sort of a lightish green a little bit dimmer than a lime green i would say and we have a little faded i agree we have the T-Rex is what it is, if I haven't made that clear. It is a Tyrannosaurus Rex, or what is that? Tyrannosaurus Rex is Terrible King? No. Uh, Terrible terrible Lizard, technically. Terrible Lizard King. Tyrannosaurus, Tyranno Terrible. Tyrannosaurus Terrible Lizard lizard, King. Right, right, right. It took me a while to think of that. I haven't had to translate that in my head in a bit. Dinosaur T-Rex has a more puke green background (laughs) around it, which is a little unsettling. The T-Rex in question is holding a large heart. This is not an anatomically correct heart. This is your cartoon 
kind of double half circle heart and there are four of them total on the front of the card with one of those four being the large heart that the t-rex is holding the t-rex appears to be smiling i don't know if that is correct i'd have to go to my paleontology friends at the natural history museum but it feels like it's got a little bit of a grin more so than a regular old t-rex might and although we don't know what a t-rex actually looks like maybe it had feathers we don't friggin know and on the top it says hey comma grandson exclamation point and on the bottom right it says what do you give a dinosaur as a Valentine's Day treat? Okay. Okay. You're right. You're right. Is it, would it, because, okay, have we stopped, it's currently 2023 as we record this. For That's all right. The future, year hasn't changed since we started recording. The ball hasn't dropped yet. We're still in just February, so we've got some time. But if I recall correctly, we were still utilizing the term Valentine as a noun, meaning an object that you give to a beloved during the day of Valentine's Day. So right. here is my Valentine to you. So is a Valentine here's my question. Is a Valentine's Day treat different from a quote unquote Valentine? Or is it the same thing and we just the word Valentine has become antiquated to mean the actual object that you give to someone on the day? Well the first thing I thought of when I saw Valentine's Day treat was you remember in elementary school when you'd make those little baskets to, to share Valentine's with and yes, I often do. the cooler kids would have like Smarties taped to the inside or like a single Jolly Rancher that was already halfway out of its wrapper. It was, it was <laughs> yeah, paper. yeah, yeah. And it was green apple flavored, which is the worst one. It's like well, how did you only buy green apple flavored ones? That's the worst. That was a Valentine's Valentine's Day treat. I knew a Valentine, like you said. The noun was simply the card that, or the the, right. the, the missive that said, "Hey, you're special," and and let let's get serious in elementary school or what? I don't know what. Let's get cereal is. together. Let's get. Do you like? Together. Do you like Cookie Crisp? It's not really cereal. It's more dessert for breakfast. You're the only kicks in my kickball. I'm, my I'm parents. A, I'm seven. My parents make me grape nuts, which it's neither of those things. It's a lie cereal. Also, if you hear the term grape nuts, does that sound like something you want? Yay! My my grape is dry and savory. Marketing is a newish thing that didn't affect all cereals, you know, at the same time. Captain Crunch, I get. Wow, I'd love to be a captain in the Navy, probably. I mean, that's a good rank. And Crunch, that sounds good. Grape nuts is like, well, those are definitely two things. <laughs> sounds like the kind of marketing that would be made by dinosaurs, like just figuring out how this works. <laughs> Grapes, good. Nuts, good. Grape nuts. Grape nuts. All Nailed right. it. So yeah, I, so the Valentine's Day treat is the candy. So you wouldn't think, Bobby, you would not say that the stereotypical, prototypical heart-shaped box full of chocolatey delights, that is not considered a Valentine. That is a Valentine's Day treat or gift. I would think so because I thought the card mm. and the written message whether you wrote it or whether the card said it was the Valentine, the physical object that has a message written in it, whereas a Valentine's Day treat was also to prove how virtuous I am with my words. Here is a bunch of chocolates filled with various goops. Various goops from Roman nougat to raspberry compote to strawberry nonsense to blueberry. No, thank you. <laughs> and definitely there's always one of there that's just like... If you ground up like peppermints and like di didn't yeah. have flavor, just like just just sort of whip them until they were a, a sort of a mascarpone or something and put it inside a chocolate and said, this is good. That's fine. My least favorites of the two of the gamble candies, as I like to call them, were either the cherry cordial, because that's just that's literally just cherry slime. And then <laughs> that really does. That really comes from a time when sugar is not a common commodity. We're like, you're lucky to even get fruit around this time of year because the blight's been bad. So it's either cherry cordial 
or actually Roman Nougat, because no one can explain it to me. And if you ding-dongs can, please go ahead and add us at GreetingsPot or at GreetingsCast on Twitter, because it's whipped up nougat, but it's pink, and it doesn't taste like anything I've ever had before. It's not exactly marzipan, but it's not exactly marshmallow. I don't know what it is, and I'm damn sure that the Romans didn't have it, because if they had the ability to make that, they certainly wouldn't be wasting their time with making more garum, which, if you don't know what that is here on the podcast, is a salt-like condiment that was made by fermenting fish intestine because just dry salt wasn't a very common commodity in ancient Rome. So that was like your best bet. Wow. I just learned so much. We're doing a lot of ancient Roman talk here today. It feels like you got to go back to the classics to really understand the basics of our frustrations with this day. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a fan of the year of the three emperors, year 69 AD, Galbo, Otho, Vitellius, really the Beatles of, of the early yes. Roman Empire. Everyone loves to shit on Caligula because of his relationship with his sister and all the people he killed. But if you think about it, we would not have gotten the aqueduct development if it wasn't for those two years that he wasn't contracting syphilis. I mean, those were the two good years. This is the liberal media at its worst, you know. You're not going to hear this on Hardcore History unless you're willing to wait six hours for him to get to the damn point. Dan Carlin, we're coming after you. Um, mm-hmm. So what, You're what, almost my name. Sorry. Almost my name. Yeah, almost Dan's name. I'm not Dan. You're Dan. <laughs> B- uh, Bobby O'Carlin. Never mind. Go ahead. The thing that grabbed my attention with this card was, hey, grandson, because it was pointed out to me <laughs> by people who I love and respect that I have a, a bit of a grinchy attitude towards Valentine's Day. I tend towards the more ironic Me end. Me too. Me too. And, you know, fair point. Someone said, you know, you could be a little more sentimental. It's okay. And I thought, okay, fine. No. I'm a bad person. I hear you. I don't want, I, you know. You, you're not you a can... bad person. You're a, you're, a, you're a rational person. No, I've decided. I'm a bad person. Um, okay, good. I'm glad we finally got there. Yeah, thank you. I'll never agree with you, but, you know, I'm. you got to trust yourself. That that That's exactly what I want to aim for. So, when I was thinking of Valentine's Day, you know, primarily like, okay, it's for lovers and it's for people who you, maybe not lovers exactly, but people you have a deep emotional connection with. And I guess grandsons fall into that category. It just <laughs> struck me as such a weird, spe- weirdly specific card where I began to think like, we needed a card specifically for grandsons? Like that's mm. like, it could have said like just happy Valentine's Day and you could have given it to anybody who enjoys dinosaurs or p- particularly Sauricean dinosaurs with the, with yeah. the, the lizard like hip. But, to specify grandson to me just was like ah what a, a strangely specific market to uh yeah to and i i disagree with you because i believe that your curmudgeonliness towards the holiday makes me it makes you an ally with me about the holiday and i believe what we have bobby is a curse or is a blessing not a curse it is indeed <laughs> a blessing and notice how i freudian slipped my own i hate myself But I I do think it's a blessing in that we do have to give sunlight, which is the best disinfectant to these things that I think became popular later to capitalize on the holiday. Because I don't think traditionally, in agreement with you, the grandparent grandson Valentine was commonly gifted. I have given Valentines to like my parents in the past, and that's been a thing. And, you know, I've also given them to paramours in my life. Mm -hmm. But the grandparent to grandchild valentine is very specific and i think is an example of just the further stretching of every holiday for the benefit of card sales and i don't think there's anything else to it like sure you can buy everybody candy if you want so maybe it's good for the candy industry we've talked openly on this podcast about sweetness day so i bet there definitely were in cahoots definitely the lucky luciano and meyer lanskys of the valentine's day industry but to stretch it to that grandchild grandparent relationship 
I, I it's not that it's unnatural. I'm I'm glad you guys have a fun card sharing relationship. But yeah, it's not the first one I think of and really I think speaks to where this holiday has become and where a lot of holidays are just like, eh, I'm just gonna give you a card because you know it's a holiday and we don't speak a lot anymore ever since I took out the landline. Again, I don't want to limit people. We're we're living in a time where I it's do. most it, uh, well, okay, but hear me out. We want to live <laughs> okay. in a time where it's most acceptable to say everyone of all walks of life, you're welcome here and we respect you. However, sometimes I Go think <laughs> was there a complaint just a really loud person who said, I cannot find any suitable Valentine's Day cards for my grandson. He lives in the walls. He's very sensitive to light and to loud noises. And all the cards in my local Walgreens are filthy, horrible, you know, smut. And I want something more innocent for my grandson. Who do you think writes to greeting card companies with pen and paper more than old people who want to give them to their grandkids? It, it it makes perfect sense to me that this was a trend that began by the companies to placate the ancient individuals who were furiously writing, I can't find a good card for my grandchild who lives in the walls. He's a bat child. He's got beautiful webbed fingers and only lives off mangoes. And he's popular in Austin for coming out under a bridge. Yes. Who will defend those poor people? Who will defend those poor people? This is how I talk as a grandparent. It really, it makes total sense to me that of all of the cards that are going to get more spotlit, that are going to be, it's going to be the ones that advocate specifically for old people. And when I'm old, I'll start writing to them as well, except we won't have paper anymore. But that absolutely will so. be the case. I guess so. It just struck me as very specific and odd and nothing wrong with it, like I said, and I'm trying to be more open as a person, but, you know, our what's next? You know, our, we, we don't have any cards to celebrate librarians on Valentine's Day. We don't have any cards to celebrate our Congress people who deny the 2020 election was valid. You know, where does it end? Why haven't they made a card that I can give to the person who constantly repairs my vans? They, they are constantly ripping at the seam, and I'm always going over there going, my skate shoes need to be repaired. And he goes, you know, for the price of these, you might as well just get a new one because my repair price is about as much as what vans cost anymore and i go please repair them i love you and he goes don't know where the love came from but sure you keep giving me money there's no card for him don't take this dinosaur card take this dinosaur card you're my grandson now let me be your grandfather here's a caramel i have so many in my pockets my tweed pockets also this dinosaur would have a hell of a bad time actually carrying the valentine to their prehistoric lover primarily because if I recall correctly, and I'm no paleontologist, but I thought that T-Rexes only had the two, like, bitey, forcepy fingers. And I don't see how this T-Rex is holding the shiny, I forgot to say, it's a metallic red heart that it's holding up in front. I, I don't know how it's keeping it stable or what material it's making it out of in the Cretaceous period. It is the late Cretaceous, Yay. yes. It's one of the dinosaurs I believe was was killed out by a comet and, as previously mentioned, liberal media mm. um, killed the dinosaurs as well. Damn, Libs took away my dinosaur. It, yeah, I, you know, it's widely accepted at this point. I believe that dinosaurs most likely had feathers, so if this card was made at any time in the past two years, I mean, the paleontologist on staff at this greeting cards company was just asleep at the oh wheel. Oh, my God, totally. Well, you know, they were just so tired of appealing to those nerds at the various museums across the world that were like, well, honestly, they would look a little bit more like chickens. And they were just like, you know what? I'm doing full Jurassic Park dinosaur. They look cool. 
Kids like them. That's what I'm doing. And it's green. I have no idea if it's green colored. There's nothing to back that up. But I'm just doing it anyways because it looks cool. Because we have no other option. And also, I've already done it and it's printed. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the only place we can do this. It is a pretty cool design for a T-Rex, though, you got to say. Despite the fact that constant paleontological knowledge tells us that the T-Rex might have been more of a scavenger, might not have been as epic to say of a dinosaur. I, I hesitate to use that word, but it's kind of the truth in regards to T-Rex. You can't deny that it's a cool looking dinosaur. It's fun to look at. It's very cool, but but it most likely was the raccoon of its oh, day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. just picking through the garbage of other things that had been dead for a while. It absolutely was one step above a skunk and not even by much, because at least a skunk you can keep in your home once you get out the stink glands. And they're very sweet. They eat, I, There's a lot of fun videos about them eating carrots and stuff. Oh, and listeners, if you have a skunk, try it out. If you have a you skunk, try it out. And if you've got a skunk video to show us, go ahead and DM us that too. You, you don't even have to rate the podcast if you do that. Should I go to the next page? Yes, please do. Cool. Okay, so, oh, is this the second page for realsies? This is the second page. Yeah. I love this. It's okay, really so for, quite vibrant. I like this second page, I have to say. For the listener, yeah, this could be the logo of a good, like, energy drink in the mid-90s. So I do have two listener, things wrong with it, though. So once we talk about the okay. good things, I do have bad things to say about it, but go ahead. We're going to get to the things that it fucks up, but for the listener to give you a mind vocal audio feast it is a completely glistening metallic red background so think about what the heart would have been made of like for valentine's it's all that all on the page and then three slashes across down they kind of look like if you've ever seen a sports logo with you know tiger claw or lion claw slashes it looks exactly like that just slash down the middle three fingers and it kind of has a royal purple exposed in there I really like this. This is I'd want this as like a logo for like a robe that I'm wearing or on a t-shirt to make me look powerful and strong like the big man that I am. That's right. And you can't see it folks, but Dan is just covered in oil and he is just flexing for the the voice camera, which is what we decided microphones are called and it is great. It's avocado oil. It's buttery and it hurts. <laughs> So, Bobby, what are the problems with this logo that I have yet to? I mean, I'm I if I bought this from a marketing company, I'd be like, here's my cash. I'm going to be a stickler here because I do love the dinosaurs. They, they've been with me since I was a lad, and I love the Jurassic Park first film. I even like Lost World. But number one, I think the T-Rex only had two claws on its fingers, so I think that's Good a point. problem. There's three. I might be wrong, but if I'm wrong, don't worry about it. I'm right. And yeah, it makes Bobby's a bit. It makes a veiled reference to Jurassic Park 3, which I think we can all agree was a lackluster entry into the series. I didn't even see it. I didn't even see it. It came out when we were about 13, you know, it was just about that age where we were starting to say, you know, maybe Velociraptors talking to one another through weird vocal cords is like kind of a stupid idea. But I remember someone telling me that and it sounded ridiculous that they like talked to each other and that now they're communicating against us. And it's like it kind of takes away the mystery of these dinosaurs and what how they're able to communicate with one another or or learn where we are at any given time. Like Velociraptors, which if I remember correctly, in the first movie, like that that was made for the movie, right? The Velociraptor. You mean the dinosaur? I thought that was like developed for the movie and then they later found a dinosaur that was very similar to what we would call a modern day Velociraptor. I might be 100% wrong on that. I, Don't I think that. it was, and I'm going to put a, put on my nerd hat for a second, so bear with me, audience. This will only take 15 to 20 minutes. Um, There <laughs> was 
They, not the, long the, at all. Velociraptors did exist before then, but they were quite small and and uh, not nearly as intimidating. But there was a cousin to that called a Deinonychus, which was much larger and more closely resembled what the film version of Velociraptors was meant to be. They they took some liberties with the science and what the animals look like in that area. Kind of peeling the curtain back here. This is the only reason why Bobby and I do the podcast together is because I need somebody who knows the dino talk because I don't and I knew it was going to come up eventually. Yeah. Welcome to Jurassic Talk. This is the real podcast. It's not about greeting cards. We're in now. This is and what's our theme happening. is the song "Everybody Walk the Dinosaur" from Was Not Was. Everybody walk the dinosaur. Get on the floor. Yeah. So there's three of them. And then what was your other gripe? Sorry, I missed it. Oh, just that it references Jurassic Park three obliquely. Oh, that's true. So it represents it represents a bad movie. But so if it was two of them, which would have been the anatomically correct amount of slashing going on here, it would have represented the Lost World Jurassic Park, which I. Only saw once and have very scant knowledge and memory of because I don't remember it being very good. I liked it. It's fine. It's not as good. The first one is great, but the second one is right. Second one is an interesting, darker take. You know, like it's it's you know, there's two tyrannosaurs. They kind of just do the sequel thing. Like, what if we had a dinosaur in San Diego? You know, that old chestnut. That all sequels have. Yeah, hey, I got an idea. Them. What if we did two of them instead of just one? Double the flavor, double the fun on that one. I've also seen. I'm I'm actually very bad to get into dinosaur talk with because I also have not seen any of the Jurassic World movies. They just do not appeal to me at all. I don't know. What, what's your opinion, Bobby? You can uh, again. I just Take feel like such a Grinch these days. You can skip them if you ask me. The first one is like fun if you are into movies that decided that 20 years was enough time to pretend that you didn't recognize this this trope like that's that's what they are it was just like that was so, peak that 2015 to me was peak time of you're an idiot and we know you'll just eat whatever slop from 1993 we throw it your way again so yeah that was the, that might have been that that mid that's a really good point the mid 2010s was like the beginning of the nostalgia purge like really just the look we don't have any ideas and you guys love because when did ready player one come out that felt like it was pretty really recently different. that was like 2019 i think 2018 maybe something was like it that. really yeah it wasn't that long ago oh man i just felt like such a slap in the face nostalgia wise yeah it was just like all of those kind of coming back like you guys don't remember however if this logo this looks like if prince did a single in jurassic park 3 like if like Prince was responsible oh, yeah. for a song in the ending credits or something like love that. Love the love the foil work. Yeah, the, the 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 glowing the background. Yeah, that's great. I love that. So so far, I'm loving this card. Gonna get a high rating from me so far because we got both dinosaur fun in the front, even though I'm not a fan of the puke green look, but it is compensating in the middle for its red and purple glory. And now we get to the third page. <laughs> All right. So if we can go back to the front of the card. I'll explain it. So the last page of the card, dear listener, is the same pea green background, puke green font. The beginning, the front of the card, going back to the joke that we did earlier. Hey, grandson, what do you give a dinosaur as a Valentine's Day treat? And the last page tells us whatever he wants. Hope your Valentine's Day is as terrific as you. Uh, We just said that a T-Rex wasn't all that terrible in regards to all the terrible lizards. Didn't they hear us? I don't know why they didn't hear us. It was, it didn't, why didn't you hear us? American Greeting says it best. We made it very clear that they weren't, they were more like raccoons. They just ate trash and their feces was probably toxic. 
but they had cute little hands. <laughs> they were exactly the raccoons of the late Cretaceous before that big old comet done ruined them. There is no reason to assume that, oh, whatever he wants. Well, maybe the T-Rex needs to communicate exactly what he wants because last year we got them the Girardelli truffles and they said those are a little too sweet. And then we went with the dark chocolate and they went, well, that was a little too bitter. And now I don't know where I'm supposed to be because they only make a, a, they don't make a lot of Girardelli chocolate in the late Cretaceous. So I, I don't know how, should I go with the caramels? Should I go with the I caramel? mean, there's some. It's just not a lot. San Francisco does exist. It's just tough to pinpoint exactly where it is in Pangea. It's just very, it's much tougher. This, okay. Well, I mean, I know what they're going for. It's the same joke of like, you know, where does a 400-pound elephant sit or what, or 2,000-pound elephant sit wherever it wants. Like this, that's that's a that's a t- tried and true joke. And one that would be good for a, a younger grandchild. Yeah. So I can see where they were going for there. But- Hope your Valentine's Day is as terrific as you. Wait, why is it two R's in T? It this says bothered T me. Dash. This bothered me because all they did was replace the E with a dash. It should have been like, like T-rific is a really sort of weak pun on T-rex. You know, it right. doesn't quite line yeah, yeah. up perfectly. I mean, it's for a child. Yeah, they're, it they're idiots. Don't get me wrong, but, you know. No, they're idiots. Yeah, and we will uh, make this abundantly clear in the future, in our future correspondence to them. But it really does, nah, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't feel very good. This doesn't, and you know, it's funny, it's not often, I, Bobby, I think you've brought in an anomaly, a Valentine's Day anomaly. I don't think I've ever experienced a card where the middle was the best part. This is the very first one where the middle was actually the, if that was the front of the card, those three slashes, and maybe we did a dinosaur joke there, I would have been fully on board. But unfortunately, it's sandwiched between a mediocre bread product. It was kind of like, it's kind of like putting prosciutto in between Wonder Bread. (laughs) You know, the message at the end just lands in the way that I think a grandparent joke would land, which is exceptionally innocent, perfectly palatable, but doesn't have that much flavor. It's the ginger ale yeah. of, of cards. And I like ginger ale too, but you know, that's what you have when you're at your grandparents' house. They give you a brownie and a ginger ale and they say, okay, go watch Tiny Toons. And you know, dad will be back in three hours. And you take a sip of that ginger ale and you realize that it has been flat for about three years because the grandparents just don't go through ginger ale, but there is nothing else to drink in the house. They, unless you watch they think they will. They, they buy liters of it. They think they're going to go through it. They never do. No, no, no. They never do. And they don't think that soda expires. They think it's a lot like canned pineapple juice that it just lasts forever if you just keep it under the right conditions. But that is that is not the case at all. It, it ages very quickly. But there is nothing else to drink in the house, so you better enjoy the Tiny Toons and just not pipe up about it. So you're right. This definitely is in the vein of grandparent humor, which makes it okay. But I, it doesn't make it for a high rating, I would say. And should should we go on to the fridge rating here? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, you're the guest on this this my episode. It's my episode, damn it, and you're the guest, so I want to hear. <laughs> it's your episode, what you think. and you can continue crying as you want to. For the listener, Bobby's eyes have been just waterworking the whole time. I need some salt. Salt time for Bobby. Yeah, the middle part's the best part. What can I say? I want to enjoy the T-Rex in the front because it's a cool image and I'm a cool kid and I want to be cool and I think my grandpa's cool and and my grandma and I want to be cool with them. But unfortunately, there just raises too many questions like, why are you calling it a Valentine's Day treat instead of a Valentine? Why does the dinosaur hold it like that? How are you able to get an anatomically correct heart? What does the heart of a T-Rex have like? Do they have hearts like us? Do they cry? And now I'm getting philosophical. And then the end of it is just a bad joke, so I don't want anything to do with that. That's one where you roll your eyes and go, oh, good one, Grandpa. So we have to appreciate it for what it gives us, which is sometimes what Valentine's Day is, folks. It is you appreciate what you get. 
And what I'm grateful for on this Valentine's Day that's not here yet is the three slashes, this cool Prince album in the middle. So I still want to keep this up because I think it looks really cool. I'm going to put this card top left freezer door. So it's pretty high up, but it kind of glistens in the sun every time I, Uh you know, move the freezer door to get all of my frozen bananas that I eat as a late night snack. But, Mm -hmm. but... I'm going to bend this card so that what you see isn't the dinosaur, but is, in fact, the red and purple middle of the card. I want that to be front and center. So if I want to read the bad joke, I can just flip it over. But basically, I'm bending the card completely on its spine. I'm completely bending it over so that the front of it is, in fact, the shiny middle. Because sometimes, much like a Cadbury cream egg, all you want is the center nougat, which will put you into a diabetic coma. I, you know, the, it creates a sense of mystery because you know you invite a possible paramour over, you mix them a mold wine, and they're they're sipping and saying, you know, this is really strong. And also, like, what's this mysterious three slash card you have on your fridge? And you say, wouldn't you like to know? And now I'm gonna put on Jurassic World, and we'll <laughs> really get into the mood. And then, of course, your paramour is in fact the band paramour, and Haley Williams goes, we really just need a spare for our flat tire. We really don't need to watch a whole Jurassic Park movie to enjoy this and you hold up your mold wine to her and go oh I know that I guess you could say I'm just in the business of misery <laughs> and then your brain explodes uh, well then your taxes are due after that <laughs> well so oh yeah no it's April to... you've totally forgotten you are getting audited to shit <laughs> you forgot to send them in TurboTax Bobby speaking of TurboTax what kind of audit would you give this card <laughs> <laughs> This is cute, and it's so innocent as to almost feel beyond criticism, which I realize I've done for the past half hour. So have I. Don't feel bad about it. That's why we're here. (laughs) I I think I'm going to – this one is perfectly pleasant and innocent, and if it's a little lame, I kind of give it a pass because it's like you get this card either because you're four years old and your grandparents know you love dinosaurs or because no one came when you were 12 to your Valentine's Day-themed fun party that your mom (laughs) helped you throw and laid out like – pretzels and nachos on the table she said she made fruit punch but she just took sprite and colored it red which i don't know why but that's worse (laughs) i know why it's worse (laughs) so do i wasn't even sprite remix so i'm gonna put this bottom of the fridge but like right underneath the handle so i would see it and i kind of like your idea of inverting it so that the slashes are available i would keep this because i can imagine it would be weird if it wasn't from my grandparents like i imagine it is from them but it'd be strange if you gave this to me and said hey grandson i'm gonna buy this for you i don't know what you're talking about this is this makes more sense to me as a gag gift for your friends on valentine's day than it is for a sincere gift from a grandparent it almost is more funny that way than the v is for vodka day card because that card is almost so afraid of itself that like we were saying last episode but this one is so bizarre yeah. and random that you could give this to your friend and say hey, v is for vodka as much fun as we had with it we can kind of look back and see that v is for vodka has no confidence in its identity and no confidence in its humor <laughs> this one is aware of what it is and how much it can provide and what it's going for that this is a gift for your friend of the same age probably in your late 20s early 30s and irony is still you can still mine it from the great mine shafts of your brain and but it's getting it's getting there. You're 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 running out a little bit. 
it still is is abound. So I think this would be fun for those purposes. A little bit more than Vias for Vodka, I would say. This will be interesting when we do a rankings, too. I imagine we'll do it after we do the Valentine's Day segments. But this will, I think we it'll should. be interesting to see how Christmas and Valentine's Day, which will be in the same category, stack up against one another, too. I so would love that. Be yeah, because we, we have that coming up. I think we have one more card before we technically get to Greet's Giving, right? Oh, maybe. But we could, we could round out... February with Valentine's Day cards. We'll sit. We'll we'll have to decide. That's what I'm thinking. We well, and I love yeah. that we definitely have to do this in front of the ding dongs. What I'm thinking is maybe we round out February with the cards for Valentine's Day, and then March the first week we will do our greets giving for what we have done thus far. Wow, you just sent a shiver down the spine of every listener who is still awake right now. For all three of you in Madagascar that listen, we appreciate it. We do. Thank you for actually. You can celebrate National Bonobo Day. I don't know if bonobo monkeys are native to Madagascar, but They're February fourteenth is also National Bonobo Day. Even if I'm not, you know, celebrate. Find a bonobo you love and tell them you care. But not too close because I hear they're really into penis fighting. <laughs> Who isn't these days? I know. What a beautiful world we live in nowadays. Things are cool, man. And if you want to be a cool man, woman, child, or any other gender you care to conform to or don't conform to, you can get in touch with us again at Greetings Pod on Instagram or at Greetings Cast on Twitter. And we would love to hear from you. And if you have a moment, rate and review us. We'd love to know how bad we're doing because it really helps us focus on the badness. It does. And just for the reminder, folks, that... Greetings, the Greeting Card Podcast is forever a sinking ship, kind of like an eternal Titanic, but only the cool men, women, and children get to come up first. So however you identify is fine, doesn't matter to us, so long as you are cool. We're talking sunglasses, skateboarding, and we are only listening to Sublime. So get in there, get on out, and the rest of you, you go down with the ship because you're lame. And Poochie is the best character. I have to go. My planet needs me. Bye. Bye. My voice is going now too. Blood is blood. No matter how young or old it is, we need all the blood we can get. Contact your Congress bloodman.